0: You're listening to The Wedding Whisperer with Sarah Burton of Simply Love Studio in Lexington, Kentucky. I'm in Louisville today with Allison Soul with Electria, and I'm so excited to be chatting with her. I have been working with her um, and have known her for probably six or seven years now, maybe even longer than that. And I'm so excited to be chatting with her because she does so many of the weddings in Central Kentucky the Louisville area Cincinnati they provide live musicians for weddings and so I know a lot of couples are always interested in that they see that I think in movies and think that maybe that's unattainable for our area so I want to share that it is actually very attainable and kind of what the process is for that and how that works so Allison thank you so much
1: for joining me today yeah
0: thanks for having me of course so tell me a little bit about your background in music and what instruments you play all of those kind of things.
1: Yeah, so my primary instrument is viola, but I also play some violin and some piano and learning guitar, which I don't know why I'm doing that because I don't have time for it. But in the string quartet and the string trio, my primary instrument is viola. And my background was, you know, like many string musicians, we got started when we were in fourth grade, and some of them are earlier, and we spent our whole teen years and college years (laughs) playing music. So it's something that's definitely a, a skill that took quite a long time to develop (laughs) so
0: what is the difference between the viola and the violin
1: yes so a violin is smaller and the strings on it are the high string is an e string but the viola is bigger and it has a lower string which is a c string and not the e string so it's kind of more of like the if you think of like a singers the soprano would be like the violin and the alto would be like the viola okay and how did you get started in the wedding industry so I graduated college, like a lot of musicians, uh, once I was I was done I was kind of like I'm not really sure what to do now. <laughs> I knew I didn't want to pursue the orchestra career path, so I didn't pursue any higher education or masters or anything, but I did want to use my degree, I spent, you know, most of my life at that point playing music, and so I decided, hey, let me try gigging. So. I had asked other musicians I knew, like, hey, I'm available, but nobody was really getting much, and I also (laughs) just wasn't getting called like I wanted to, so I decided to start my own group, and at that time, it was called Lovel Strings, and then a couple years later, in 2013, is when I got a call from Zara, she's the violinist in our group, And she said, hey, I'm starting this electric string trio, and it's for a second violin. I know you play viola, but we play violin too, so do you want to join? And we do rock music. And I was like, oh my gosh, that sounds amazing. Uh, Count me in, and then we became business partners. So we did that starting from 2013. So this is actually our 10-year anniversary of Electria. And then how many musicians do you have on your team now? For the electric portion of our music, we have kind of a smaller core group probably about five to ten people that we work with on a regular basis for that. In general, for the acoustic strings, I have a pretty large network of musicians that I work with. And they've worked with me for many years. They know my books and everything and how I run the weddings. But it kind of just is a I kind of you know, musicians are a little bit nomadic in a way. <laughs> so they come and go. And so I, I'm always making new connections with them. And
0: then you pretty much live, eat, and breathe music as we're sitting here in your Music school? Is that yes. what we call okay, yep. <laughs> music school in Louisville recording this. Tell me a little bit about your music school.
1: Yeah, so my school is Highlands Music Academy, and it's in Louisville. And I bought it in 2018, so I've had it for five years now. Before I was doing the music school, and, you know, especially after college, I was teaching music, and I was playing gigs, and then I got the school, and it was kind of like my dream <laughs> to have the school because I knew that this was going to be the way for me to – kind of scale my business. You know, I can't always be the one teaching the lessons, but I can help support other musicians by um, getting students and actually having a sustainable career in music themselves.
0: Okay. And when it comes to wedding day music, um, I know you do special events and corporate events and stuff, but focusing primarily on weddings, what are the most common string instruments that you are asked for at weddings and Mm -hmm. that you recommend?
1: Yeah, so probably the most standard aesthetic for a wedding that most people think of when they think of strings is the quartet. So that's two violins, viola and cello. But we actually get hired a lot for the trio and so that's just violin, viola, and cello. In the past, we were hired for duos. I don't offer solo; I think it's a little too thin. And I also feel like the duo, the violin and cello, is also a little bit too thin. So that's why I have removed that service from from our services. So it's just the most popular, probably, that we book is the trio.
0: And then you service. As- Louisville, Lexington, mm-hmm. Cincinnati. Yes. Um, are there places you won't go for weddings?
1: We pretty much will go anywhere. If the wedding is over two hours from Louisville, then we do require a two-hour minimum for the booking. But we have been hired to go down for a wedding in Atlanta before, up towards Chicago. We've even been flown out to D.C. for an event. So yeah, we're, we're willing to go anywhere as long as the booking's right. That's incredible. And what is the booking process? Yeah, so it's pretty simple. We try to make our you know our portion of the wedding as simple and stress-free as possible pretty much we'll just double check the date make sure that we do have availability and then I send over the contract and then I have a portal actually now that the clients can use so it makes it super easy they can look at their timeline they can update it they can select their music from it and it's been described as like a Spotify style kind of client portal because they can access our entire music list from there
0: if the couple has a special song to them, Is there, will you learn a new song for them
1: if it's not in the portal already? Yeah, absolutely. Actually, um, last weekend, I had four weddings over the course of Saturday and Sunday, and I had 12 new music requests. (laughs) So we definitely do take new music requests, and it's not a problem. The only time that we can't is if it's kind of something that's more obscure, and I might not be able to find sheet music for it or find a score for it. But otherwise, if I can find sheet music, I can buy it or i'll uh, arrange it for the couple myself and is there
0: an additional fee for that
1: well currently with our packaging we do offer two free song requests in the past we charged up to a hundred dollars per new song request but i threw it in there recently to kind of help uh, make the package more appealing and you know because everybody has songs that they want and i kind of feel like you know we should be accommodating to that
0: that's awesome And then on the day of the wedding, I know a lot of times you do the ceremony music. Mm -hmm. I always recommend having um, the officiant mic'd um, so that all of the guests can hear the ceremony. Yes. Um, And a lot of times the groom will also be mic'd as well. If you're doing the live music for that, do you provide a sound system for the officiant or is that something you recommend they use a DJ for
1: that is something that I recommend they use a DJ for. That is something that I have thought about adding for our services, but it's kind of one of those things that with a microphone and it's not really our specialty. I've seen it go wrong at weddings before, so I am steering clear of that.
0: <laughs> and it's one of those, if you're playing music, you can't stop and go work Ex- on it. Exactly. something needs to be fixed. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And then on the day of the wedding, are there any special needs that you need from like the, the venue or the couple or the planner?
1: Yeah, so pretty much with every wedding that's outdoors, it can be a little tricky because if it's a hot day, we do need shade, and that's what we ask for. And and then if it's a colder day, you know, maybe it's getting a little cool outside, and it's kind of getting below fifty degrees then we need to have some heaters and sometimes it can seem like we're a little bit like that might seem like a request like okay we'll just bundle up some more it's not that we're worried about being hot or being cold (laughs) it really is at the end of the day about our instruments because um, these are our classical instruments they often you know some people are surprised by this that they can cost anywhere from between three thousand and thirty thousand dollars Yeah,
0: I'm surprised by that that $30,000, but it it makes sense. Yes,
1: yeah. yeah. I know many violinists who have a $25,000 violin. So, you know, (laughs) it's one of those things that we just can't risk the direct sunlight on the instruments. We can't risk any raindrops on the instrument. Um, If it gets too cold, it can crack our instrument. Now, with all that said, I've never turned down a wedding or not played for a wedding because of the conditions. We always find a way to make it work. And um, that's all I ask from the couples and the planners is to help me make it work.
0: (laughs) And I have actually, uh, when I did full service planning, um, the hottest wedding day I ever had was a ceremony outdoors and it was 105 degrees oh, it was wow. June 30th I will never forget it yes. um, and we had a DJ for the ceremony and the system actually overheated oh. from the heat so yes. I I do know it can happen and it does yes. happen so yes. you can plan as much as you want to but you just never know what's going to happen
1: yeah exactly
0: and I actually just had a uh, lunch with Melissa from LM Detailed Events a planner here in Louisville And she was actually complimenting you and talking about how you were always up for kind of a challenge on a wedding day and how you were so low maintenance for them as a planner and you just made things work. And that was always easy for them. That's awesome.
1: Yeah, that's our goal for sure. We don't want to be a pain. We just want to make it work.
0: (laughs) And then as far as picking um, the difference between a trio and a quartet, is there one that you recommend over the other for a certain guest count size for the ceremony? Or does the guest count really matter when it comes to that?
1: Um, you know, I would say it really doesn't matter. The biggest thing that matters, I guess, if it's like you're going to have 10 people at your wedding, then I might say the quartet might be overkill. <laughs> but but otherwise, we it's really comes down to aesthetic. And if you listen to both of them and you truly hear the difference and you prefer one over the other, then I would say go with that one.
0: Okay. And then how often do you play for cocktail hour at weddings?
1: Pretty often. Most of the weddings that we book are for ceremony and cocktails. So what we do is uh, our most popular package, we call it our fusion package. And that is the acoustic trio for the ceremony and then the electric trio for the cocktail hour. So the electric trio is the unique part of our business. its We're the only group in Kentucky and surrounding Kentucky that does the electric like we do, uh, where we play on electric instruments, we play with backtracks. And what the backtracks are, are the drum beats and the special effects in the song. And it sounds like the radio version of the song, but uh, with strings instead of lyrics. So that's super popular for the cocktail hour because it's really fun, it's upbeat, it's all contemporary music. And the acoustic strings are really great for the ceremony because they're kind of more classic feeling. Even if you have contemporary music, it's easy for us to mix the the classical music with the contemporary music. And it doesn't sound like a big contrast, you okay. know, because it's all strings.
0: And so for the ceremony, do you start 30 minutes before, start playing 30 minutes before the ceremony starts? Yes, we do. Okay. And then is there a big delay between the ceremony and reception or between the cocktail hour or is it all set up and ready to go for the cocktail hour?
1: It's already set up and ready to go. So yeah, we typically, the cocktail hours are usually following the ceremony and we just pack up our instruments and head over there and start playing the cocktail hour music.
0: Okay. And then if a couple is interested in having you for a ceremony and a cocktail hour, if they are starting on... Kind of their budget spreadsheet from the beginning, is there a dollar figure that you would recommend that they go ahead and budget right now? and then um, they can kind of circle back and look at packages whenever they get to that?
1: Yeah, so for our packaging for the Saramine cocktails for which is our acoustic and electric, our package price is seven twenty five and that does include the music request it includes the uh travel you know so we don't charge any extra for travel unless it's over an hour away from louisville and that includes you know the portal and everything so pretty much you know we also do uh add amplifications for the acoustic trio now so that's something that i've noticed in some recent weddings that When we're playing acoustic outside, sometimes the sound does get kind of carried off. (laughs) So uh, I'm making that part of our packages now where that's included with the the ceremony as well.
0: Okay. And then... Are there times where you will also do dinner music and the reception music
1: yeah, as well? Yeah, we have actually been booked for some weddings, especially following the pandemic, <laughs> where we played the whole wedding from the ceremony all the way through dinner. We usually recommend this for couples who are looking for something that's really low-key for their reception, you know, not looking for a dance floor and not needing an MC for the evening because that's not our specialty. A DJ is perfect for that, so we always kind of have that caveat. If you just want dinner music, background music, we can do some first dances, but don't expect us to have everybody on the like a dance floor.
0: Okay, that's fair. Yeah. And then what do you typically wear on wedding days?
1: So we typically wear all black. So we kind of, you know, it's nice black and. We do uh, you know, wear jewelry and try to look nice and everything, but we just want to be kind of uniform in our aesthetic for the weddings. But we do take requests. So if there is uh, anybody that ever has a special you know, look that they want to go for, we're totally happy to accommodate that. Have you
0: had requests?
1: Um, not a whole lot for weddings okay. necessarily, but we have had some that were like, okay, we're doing a very formal black tie wedding. So we would like you to also be formal. And we're like, we can do that. <laughs> That's <Absolutely>. fine. <laughs>
0: So when it comes to the couple picking the music for the wedding day, you talked about having a portal. Um, I know that a lot of couples will tend to wait till the last minute to pick the songs that they want um, because they've got the vendor booked and then they plan to circle back around to that and it just kind of gets pushed away on the to-do list. Yes. How far in advance do you need the music choices?
1: Yeah, so for a special music request, I usually ask, you know, to try to give us a month's notice, but I mean, even if you don't, you give me one week's notice, I will still make it work. Um, It just kind of gives me a little bit more time to figure it out uh, if you give me more notice. But as far as music selections and, like, when to pick your music, the good thing about the portal is that it does some reminders. So it'll send you a reminder two weeks before the wedding date, hey, you need to make your music selections, and then to, to prompt you to go on there. But Honestly, even if you had the music selections the day before, it's okay. <laughs> okay. And then is it
0: typically a couple reaching out to you, or do you work with a lot of planners as well?
1: Um, Actually, both. Okay. I do have a lot of planners. Uh, we've built up our network a lot in Kentucky, so we know a lot of planners. We've worked with a lot of venues. I would say probably about half are planners reaching out to us in choir, and the other half is couples that found us on the Internet okay. or at bridal shows. And then at venues,
0: if there's like an elevator or like stairs, can you take the instruments? Like if they're larger, can you take them all up the stairs, the amps and stuff? Or do you have to have an elevator? Or does that even come into your brain? Those are things from a planner's perspective I start (laughs) panicking about.
1: Oh, yeah. If we're doing the electric, we have to have um, a ramp or an elevator because it's like we have all our equipment in in the cart. But I did recently just play a wedding where there was no ramps. <laughs> or, or lifts of any sort, and there were multiple sets of different stairs, and we just had to carry it all. But <laughs> most of the time, there's there's solutions for that. Oh, okay. good. Well, Alison, thank you so much for
0: joining me today. I appreciate it, and um, I'm a big fan of what you do and musicians in general. It's such a talent, and we are so honored to have you in Kentucky and have you servicing the Lexington area.
1: Well, thank you. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely.
0: For more information about Simply Love Studio or to schedule your wedding consultation, go to simplylovestudio.com.